0: And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever
0: been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us.
2: Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have.
0: It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids.
2: See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.
1: to another episode of SV Nations the dream shakes the dream take podcast my name is Mike Brown I should be joined by my co-host here in just a minute there he is Jeremy Brenner Rockets win baby first win of the year my man how are you
0: I had to join. this was this was meant yeah. to be Mike always That's always true. glad to do a winning show with you especially it being the first one I, I don't want to like minimize that uh especially for a oh, team that, that only won 20 games last year so we might not have too many of these hopefully though that isn't the case this season i hope we have many more of these absolutely and my apologies ahead of time voice isn't feeling great
1: but we are live here as we are after every single game here at SB nations the dream shakes the dream take rockets win one Oh man, 114-108 against the undefeated Utah Jazz, one of the surprising teams early in the year here in the NBA, I would say. Um, Rockets struggling early, which I don't think anybody was was shocked at, but Utah being 3-0, Rockets come in tonight, no Bruno Fernando, um, no uh, Ty Ty Washington, but no Alperin Shangoon, who was a late scratch with an illness. That was a little surprising, but Jeremy Brenner, you got exactly what you were looking for tonight. Jabari Smith starting at the five. Your thoughts on uh, how he performed tonight?
0: I don't know if that's exactly what I wanted. Well, I no, well, i so, Well, words well no, no, my... you and I,
1: you and, you <laughs> and I have talked. Good thing. Yeah, well, you and I have talked <laughs> about before that we could see what I was referring to. Was we could see Jabari Smith playing that small ball five, and that's I was never a fan of that idea. You seem to be open to it, and I thought it went fairly well at certain points tonight.
0: Look, you played your best five players to start the game. that's fair. That's what what I was happy about. Um, And of the players available, those were your best five. And, I mean, look, I think there there can be a lot of – there can be two ways to look at this game, right? You can look at this game and critique the imperfections um you can you know dive deep into why the game was as close as it was should it have been as close as it was uh you know why was kevin porter playing the way he was you know but honestly i look at tonight and say look obviously utah's doing something right they won their first 3 games two of them on the road in overtime against pretty good teams minnesota and new orleans um and you know you could also look at it as oh well the rockets probably should have won tonight because the Jazz were coming off of the back-to-back. The Rockets were a little bit more well-rested, but you gotta win the games that you're supposed to win. And we talked a little bit about that on Saturday's show, um, where the Rockets are gonna have a really difficult schedule here. But this was a winnable game tonight. The Rockets took what was theirs, and now they can celebrate their first one of the season.
1: Yeah, I think that's. I think all that's fair. Getting to the box score tonight for the Rockets, Jabari Smith, 21 points, nine rebounds. Uh, three blocks. He only had one turnover, which you love to see. Uh, Rockets had 15 turnovers tonight. Uh, KJ Martin was not good tonight overall, but I will give KJ a special shout-out. KJ did have that big three. I think it was with four minutes it was the left. the
0: bucket of the game, but it was a big three.
1: Yeah, he was um, one of nine, one of six from the three-point line, but that yeah, three was huge.
0: It was a big three.
1: Yeah, Eric Gordon, 13 points tonight. He had, the last time you and I did a show, we talked about Eric Gordon, so we don't need to get too far into it. He was a plus eight tonight, 31 minutes on the court. Again, I'm not a fan of having him in there over KJ, or not KJ, uh, Josh Christopher, but neither you, am I. you saw the impact tonight of, of an Eric Gordon. He got that big layup with two and a half minutes left that helped stretch the lead a little bit. So, Eric Gordon did some positive things tonight. KPJ. 26 points. He had 10 rebounds. He was 9 of 9 from the free throw line. We're going to get to the free throw shooting in a little bit because I do want to get your take on that. Jalen Green, 25 points tonight, 9 of 16 from the field. Only had one shot attempt in the fourth quarter, which is absurd. Like That's just not okay. Um, Yeah. And then getting to the bench, just real quick. Uh, Deshaun Nix did some nice things tonight, pleasantly surprised there. He had seven points. Josh Christopher only played four minutes tonight, uh, which
0: befuddle, is befuddles the question mind. mark to me. There, there must be something else going on because of what we've seen, there's no reason why Josh Christopher should be getting those kinds of minutes. Um, yeah. But again, I think it's important to note that you and I as fans, Mike and everyone else that's probably listening to this, um, we only have a fraction of the story. So you know, in practice, maybe Dacian Nix is outplaying Josh Christopher. Maybe he is earning those minutes over him. Maybe Josh Christopher is struggling. Maybe you know there could be a lot going on with him. So, so I don't want to draw into too many conclusions. With that. I hope someone at the press uh, at the press conference tonight asks why Josh Christopher might be playing as small of a role as he is, because based on what we saw last year and what we saw, you know, throughout the off season doesn't really make too much sense
1: no it doesn't uh Boba Marganovich four minutes he had a point Tari Eason we got to talk about Tari Eason again uh or after we talk about this segment but 11 points nine rebounds he played 19 minutes tonight shout out to Usman Garuba because late in that third quarter he only played 11 minutes tonight but he had four rebounds he had an assist Ryan Hollins was talking about him and his hustle him and Tari Eason I'm not going to call them game changers in that third quarter, but they helped keep the energy up for the Rockets in that third quarter when Utah was making their run. So I thought both of those guys played tonight.
0: The the minute fort, They held all- down the fort. Down the fort. That's a good way to put it. Put it. Yeah.
1: The minute allocation tonight across the board, I'm not going to lay it all at the feet of Steven Silas because when you're playing with a modified roster, and meaning you pl- you're you not playing with your two no big Jay guys. No Jason
0: Tate, no Chengduin, yeah. no Fernando. Uh, You know, yeah, I mean, props. Like, And he found a way to
1: win tonight. So I got to give I- Silas credit for that. I'm not a Silas yeah. guy. You know I'm not a Silas guy. He made a lot of mistakes tonight at multiple spots. But the – found I- a way to win, and that's
0: what matters but, most. That's it, man. And, and I, I can't think- go against that mantra now. Like, that's it. Like, he got the job done. Props to him. I think the thing with Silas, and I can understand people's frustrations, and I saw a lot of discourse tonight on on social media about, um, you know, like doesn't really seem like there's much of an offensive uh, system going on. And, you know, I feel like in practice, because over the summer, we had heard a lot about how uh, they were focusing a lot on the defensive end because they needed to. You know, they were um, like last in defense last year. And and on offense, you know, you have already – really strong talented offensive players kevin porter Jalen green uh jabari smith in that regard Um, so you don't need to focus so much on offense in uh in practice um the defense is what needs the improvements i thought the defense tonight um it was good enough to get you the win i'll tell you that um and it was probably better than it was um the past it's definitely better than it was on saturday that's for sure um and i could argue the same and of course i would say probably the same for friday as well i don't know it was probably on par with how the opener was in my opinion
1: um, by, by the way can we get yeah. a shout out real quick for rudy gay who's like 74 years old huh
0: shout out rudy gay he's yeah like 30, he's
1: 40, he's 76 years old and he's playing 13 minutes in an nba game that's
0: awesome He's gonna he's gonna get bought out and moved to the end of the bench for a contender at the end of, at the middle of the season. I guarantee.
1: I would say so. Um, I do want to get to a good win tonight. I do want to get to a video that I'm sure it's gonna make its rounds through Rockets Twitter tonight. If you have not seen this video, um, there's a video. It's late in the fourth quarter, and it's during the timeout. And I'm gonna do my very, very best to describe what I'm seeing in this video. It's 22 seconds long. Jabari Smith Jr. is sitting on the bench and he gets into what I would call a verbal scrap with Jalen Green where John Lucas has to physically restrain Jabari Smith from getting into the face of Jalen Green. And then the video cuts out right there at 22 seconds. They interview Jalen Green after the game, and um, our our new sideline reporter, her name evades me at this point. I, Vanessa Richardson. Vanessa Richardson, thank you so much. Um, asked Jalen Green about Jabari, he kept it pretty brief, and he had said that he's going to be a very good player for the Rockets. He's somebody, but this line is what gets me, Jeremy. And I want to get your take on this. He said, "Yeah, he's going to be somebody who's going to be we're going to look to to get those shots late in a game." Are we reading too much into this, or is this something that needs to be monitored moving forward?
0: Um, yes, you're reading too much into this. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. Um, I
0: mean, which I don't – look, look, we're a podcast. We talk about the Rockets game. This is part of the Rockets game. You know, yes, but I think this this is a storyline that, that doesn't have legs after tonight. I think okay. that um, – I think, honestly, you know, it's a tight game. The Rockets hadn't really been – in a tight game like this before i mean they were in a tight game um like friday night but it was it, there was a good distance between them and the grizzlies at that point tonight they had a chance to win in that situation so of course tensions are going to be a little bit high and they're still trying to figure each other out how to play with one another um this is only the fourth full game that they've played together that actually counts um so and look honestly like here's the thing about Jabari right I agree with that. I think I think he should be the one to get those shots late in the game because my biggest thing is those free throws that he hit at the end were crucial. And you look at the Rockets last year and how much they struggled at free throws. Something that's very very you know trivial is, is free throws. Mm-hmm. But in tonight's game, when the Rockets make 27 of 32 from the line, the jazz nine of 16. That is, you could argue that that's the difference in the game tonight. And if Jabari's not going to hit the shot, what is he going to do? He's going to get fouled. He can go to the free throw line and get the points that way. So I think like, look, Jabari, like it's a good problem to have. You have multiple guys that can do things for you down the stretch. And, and I'm so glad that Jabari got the free throws because it, it, it has to be a big confidence boost for him. Um, he obviously, you know, struggled uh, against uh, Milwaukee with fouls. And he also struggled tonight with fouls. Um, but ultimately, he was able to redeem himself at the end of the game. And honestly, I, I, think, I think Jabari, part of that skirmish or scrap, what we call it, has a lot to do with himself and his frustrations Without the evening went for him because he was in foul trouble for a lot of that second half. Um, but ultimately, look, the game's over. You won. Move on to the next game. Try to beat Utah again.
1: Yeah, and then we see Utah Wednesday night in Utah. That's going to be a tough game. I, 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 go bo- I, I go both ways on this, because you're saying you want to see Jabari get those shots in the end. Are you advocating that if the Rockets are down – you know, one with fifteen seconds left. If you had to hand pick a guy to take that last shot, are you taking Jabari over KPJ and
0: over Jalen Green? I'm saying you give the ball to the player that's gonna score you the winning bucket. Well I mean okay. I mean that's fair, but and, and the you, thing you is, have to you and have and to I, pick you have to pick And Mark. I say it vaguely, I say it vaguely because any I trust any one of those guys to do it. We've seen how Kevin Porter can respond in a game-winning situation. He's done it, and he's capitalized on it before. Jabari Smith came in through the clutch today. Maybe not as clutch as we've seen from Kevin Porter in the past, but we've seen it. Jalen's also hit some pretty big shots late in games. So I don't think – like, I I hate this idea that it has to be one person who has to have the ball in their hands at the end of the game because depending on the game, depending on the matchup, who knows if it's Kevin Porter – and he's got the ball and like say Mike Conley's defending him. But if there's Jabari Smith in the corner wide open, I would hope that he'd give it to Jabari Smith, who's wide open in the corner. That's a better shot, a shot that's yeah. more likely to go in than a contested shot from Kevin Porter. Find your open guy. That, that's what I care about. It doesn't matter who hits that shot. As long as the guy that's hitting the shot has rockets on his chest, that's all I care about. I mean,
1: that's fair. I I ask that question because I think that's what we're seeing right now is that development of – we always ask, whose team is this? And in my opinion, I think it's going to be a two-headed monster, and I think it's the two guys that got into it tonight. I think this is going to be – I think it is Jalen's team, but I think this is going to become Jabari Smith's team too. Like Jabari Smith, it's so weird, Jeremy, because we – We were so adamant about Paolo or Chet or Jabari. Paolo's doing his thing. Jabari Smith is doing his thing. Like, Jabari is a bona fide stud. Like, Jabari can play at this level, and he's going to be very, very good at this level. Like, you saw it tonight. You're seeing glimpses of the way what he can do on a court. Tonight is another night, and and I didn't get to catch much of the last two games. Well, what I will tell you, Jeremy, this team – desperately misses Jay Sean Tate. they miss his toughness they miss his ability to move the ball like watching the game tonight i don't know about you but steven silas's offensive system sucks it just does like what i saw so, tonight it's it's five out is what I'm it is i'm glad
0: you brought that up tonight because yes it, there it is it is very god oh, it's, it's bad an, it's simple it's simple it's it's elementary but at the same time here's here's the argument that i'm not like that here's the other side of that coin because Mm -hmm. you uh, like what you said is totally valid i think i think that it, it you know you you can say that by now because it's something that we've seen throughout the last couple of years now sure but i i think this team is still trying to figure out how to play with one another because there are so many different um pieces to it you know it's like you have jabari and you want to use Jabari because Jabari is arguably your your you know could be your best player. Um, even even with Jalen on the court, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But uh, you know, I think you just made the argument that it could be Jabari Smith's team, and, and look, four games in his NBA career, you don't know what this guy's gonna be, honestly. Um, but he has that potential. Um, and they're still trying to figure out how he fits in with Jalen and Kevin Porter, because he's not like Christian Wood. Like, I think that's, like, kind of, like, he is, he has, he'll play that role somewhat, but he can do more than that. Like, he is, I think, more willing to be on the perimeter than Christian Wood was. I think that, um you know, he could, like, he opens up the ability to what they can do, because with Jalen Green and Kevin Porter, it's kind of a one-dimensional, like, Offense kind of thing, like yeah, you you know Kevin Porter does his thing, and look, it's good enough. Kevin Porter, it can get him pretty far. Got him twenty six points tonight, so I'm not complaining about that. But you would like a team that is good, like in order to for a team to get better, you have to be multifaceted on the offensive end. It can't just be Kevin Porter iso ball or Kevin Porter kick out to Jalen who's in the corner for three. Like Jalen made four threes tonight. That's you know ideally what you would want to see from him but not every night is Jalen going to be hitting those shots um but so that's why you got to use guys like jabari use guys like uh garuba or Shengun or or fernando or whoever's in when they're in you know like it's amazing because like you look at bruno fernando and how he was able to kind of play that role in the offense in game one and game two uh game two he got hurt halfway through he didn't play a whole lot But Shangun was there. They didn't have either of those guys tonight, so that's why I think the offense looked as stagnant as it was because they didn't have that big man to kind of be that offensive hub that we like to, you know, I guess the word that we kind of like to throw around now is hub. Um, So the team that they played, that the team that was out there tonight, is not the team that they are supposed to be, and it's not how it's supposed to be written up. But I can understand why there might be frustrations from that because we're not seeing this consistently enough like garuba could play like could garuba play that kind of role and if he can why not why doesn't he uh you know jabari smith how can you use jabari smith in that role uh but the thing with jabari smith he's 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 got a different kind of game than fernando and uh shangun do so i think i think they sorely missed having that kind of player tonight because all three of those guys can be seen in tate can be seen in shangun fernando and And nine nine times out of ten, you're going to have at least one of those guys out there. So, the fact that they had all three tonight showed how stagnant the Rockets can get on offense when they're not utilizing that part of the team.
1: Yeah, tonight they shot 11 of 35 from the three-point line for 31.4%. And they still
0: won. Like, that's the thing, Mike. Like, they still found a way to win this game. So, I don't want to, like, minimize that. Like, I think they they can – like, they won tonight, but they can play a lot better. Yeah. i would argue that this like i i don't think that this was team um i i don't think that this performance was the arguably i think their best performance of the season honestly was probably against memphis um I, I mean not necessarily on the defensive end but i think offensively that was probably your best game so far uh tonight a little bit less to be desired but they still got the win and that's what matters mike they played well enough to win tonight and rocket fans should be happy about that
1: yeah and we don't we're not I, i'm not trying to dampen the mood don't get me wrong a win is a win is a win no i, mean, I
0: think but i'm know. sensing that i was sensing that temperature on social media coming in here so that's why i want to oh, yeah. like do oh, what sure. i like offer my two cents on it without getting involved with other people i'm just happy dropping my take on the dream take my platform of choice and and going from there
1: yeah and i think it's I think it goes without saying that watching the game tonight, offensively, this team, I'm not going to say that they have the ability to be a juggernaut because they don't. But what I will say is if this team can get rolling offensively, they can score with anybody in the league. Their defense is terrible. They are not good defensively. And it's, it's a little shocking. I will tell you this. I think overall, if I had to pick one guy that I'm most surprised by, Tell me if I'm wrong. KJ Martin just looks like he doesn't fit in with this team. Like, am I reading that wrong? But like tonight, like he's taking stupid shots. He's not finishing at the rim like They're he used to. to. Okay, I mean, the but we're on the same page that he's struggling right now. He's struggling more than mm-hmm. I thought he would. I think he. I think and again. I think he's a guy that he also misses Jayshon Tate because Jayshon Tate does some of that dirty work that nobody else on the team. Likes to do yet outside
0: of Tari Eason. I think I don't necessarily agree with that take fully because okay. you look at you look at what he was doing. Like he look in on Saturday, shot six of eleven uh, from the field, uh, fourteen points. Um, I think that he is figuring out how to play next to Jabari, and that is. Um, Like that is going to be the key for him. And I think that's part of maybe why he wasn't so thrilled in the offseason, because it's like Jabari Smith and him have pretty similar skill sets. And obviously Jabari Smith being a number three overall pick. And Jabari Smith is a better player than KJ. So I would I I would feel some type of way as well. Luckily, though, KJ has been able to carve out a role for himself um, still, because I do think that he provides a ton of value. Like you look at everyone. And you can tell that KJ has been in the league longer. Um, and that that isn't necessarily, like, a dig at anyone. Um, but, like, KJ is just more developed at this point than most of the other guys on the roster. And that's why he's going to be important for this team this season. It's because he he's just a better NBA player at the moment. I don't necessarily think... Because I think we're now getting to the point where I don't think KJ has another, like, wind if you will like he's not like I don't think KJ is going to get too much better like I I do think that there is some room where he can grow but I feel like we've seen about 80% of KJ Martin whereas I think we've seen maybe about 50% of Tar Eason I think we've seen about
1: not not even that
0: not even like
1: barely barely him playing him playing 19 minutes tonight is so grossly
0: bad yeah, like coaching yeah. wise, like I can't, I, I don't get it. So maybe, maybe we've seen we've seen like so far less of what Tari can do, what Jabari can do, like yeah, uh, you know, Scratch Garuba, the Garuba Scratch the yeah. So like we, yeah, we've, it's just been scratches of what we can see. Like Garuba barely played last year, so you're looking at this year. It's arguably his rookie year again. Yeah. Um, but for you know KJ, this is year three for him. He's played in two full seasons at the moment. And I think uh, – look, he, he provides he, – he fits the team in, in regards to his athleticism. They need his athleticism. That's the kind of team they're trying to build. He, they need him as, right. a, as a rim roller. Like he, he – the thing is with KJ is on a team where so many people need the ball in their hands to succeed – Having someone like KJ who doesn't exactly need the ball in his hands in order to succeed is welcomed. That's why that's why they miss Jay Sean Tate because Jay Sean Tate is another player that doesn't need the ball in his hands in order to succeed. So I think with KJ, I think he just ran into a bad night, honestly, and I think he's still trying to learn how to play in this newer look of a team because I, I do think Jabari does change his role a little bit. He does he isn't relied on as often to shoot um and he kind of can feel maybe a little bit lost sometimes um but I don't blame that on KJ I blame that on the timing of the situation and it only being the fourth game where all of these guys are playing together so and they're not even playing fully together because some most of the guys are out or there's a good amount of guys that are out so I I think that look it's it's going to take some time this is not enough of a sample size for me to To say one way or another whether KJ doesn't fit this roster does, I still think that it's really early in the season to determine anything like
1: that. Jerry, let's go to our first caller of the year. What do you say? Uh, Let's bring him up. Andrew, welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Andrew, are you there? Got to hit that. Andrew
0: going once.
1: Hit that unmute button, Andrew, There
0: we go. Can you hear me?
2: Hello. Yes, there we sir. go. Hey, yes, so first of all, great win. Super stoked they won. Absolutely. That was awesome. And and they showed a little grit there at the end. You know, it got really close and they they closed. So that was obviously good experience and that, that was positive. Absolutely. Um, the thing that's continuing to bug me a little is the, the offense. There's just there's not enough ball movement. There's a lot of hero ball going on. Um, and it's not just one person, you know, Gordon or uh, KPJ or Green. I would just like to see, you know, guys making the extra pass a little bit more. Uh, And ideally, I would like to see KPJ start the game looking to facilitate. And he was definitely of the scoring first mind, which is okay. He's very good at that, and he's been mostly efficient. Um, But again, you guys hit on it very briefly at the beginning of the show. Green taking one shot in the fourth quarter with as efficient as he was, you know, I, I, I just think, there's got to be more ball movement in general, finding the open man, as you know, as opposed to a lot of the hero ball stuff we continue to see.
1: Yeah, Jeremy, you want to address that first? Oh, we lost Jeremy. Um, Andrew, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think ultimately, I think there's he's still trying to figure out a position that, quite honestly, he's not. Born to play in the NBA is my assessment. Maybe it's the best way to put it. You're I don't think he, about KBJ. Yeah. I don't think he's a point. Yeah. guard.
2: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think he's, he's an a high... excellent off ball player though, you know I mean? And he's an excellent scorer, but yeah, if he's going to be the point guard with the ball in his hands, you know, I just feel like there's got to be more ball movement to start the game, especially, you know? Yeah. And,
1: late. and, and I think, I, I think the way that he operates night in and night out, he wants to attack. He doesn't want to set up an offense consistently enough to make him an elite point guard in the league. So I think that they're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole in, in certain spots with him. He's still putting up big numbers, you know, but he's been putting yeah, up he numbers. Looks good. He looks really, really good. The team's also one in three. Now you could yes. attribute that to injuries. So he's getting his, but is he helping elevate the rest of the roster to help win games? It's way too early in the year to make that jump. But I think it's something to monitor. I, I think you're you're spot on, Jeremy. What do
0: you think? I'm going to defer to Silas on this one as to why Kevin Porter looks the way he looks. Um, look, they have they have made Kevin Porter such a an integral part of the team, and I think personally, when it comes to Kevin Porter, uh, again, t- like tonight was just a weird night. Like it's like, I, I don't like to use tonight as like a litmus test and it sucks because tonight would have been a really good night too, because I think you're playing a team in Utah, which is, you know, relatively the same skills as, as you are at the moment. Um, but I feel like when it comes to Kevin Porter, like he needs guys on the floor with him that, um, that can help him in that regard, like can help make plays for him. um, and and guys like Shangoon, Fernando, Sean Tate, like those are probably the top three guys that I would say would help him in that regard. And he had none of those guys tonight. He he, all he had is sh- basically like you know, like KJ had the rough night. Um, and I think if KJ was on tonight, I feel like we'd be having a different conversation. But like you have, like he has shooters around him, and I don't know if he's trusted the shooters enough. Uh, and so maybe that that is where you can probably knock on on KPJ in that regard, but I feel like you got to put the right players around him. And the reason why the right players weren't around him tonight was because of injuries. And that's something that you really can't blame either Kevin Porter or Silas on. So now that I've talked it out, um, I'm just going to go with the, existential circumstances for or sure. why Kevin Porter was the way he was tonight.
1: Angie, thank you for that call, man. Great points by you. Thank you. Andrew. Um, no I think this is a good question. place to uh, park the rocket ship. Uh, congrats to the Houston Ro-
0: only good as an adjective.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I okay. Think so. That's fair. Um, that's fair. great. Win by the rockets tonight. 114 14, one Oh eight over the Utah jazz. We will be live with you here on Spotify live. Wednesday night after the Rockets travel to Utah to take on the Jazz on their home floor. Tip off eight o'clock Central Time Wednesday, so that's going to be a little bit later of a start uh, than we've had the last couple nights. If you were on Twitter to make make sure to follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. Follow the Mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Jeremy Brenner
0: at. Jeremy Brenner, that's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. You can follow Mike, go by it on Twitter. Mr. Mike, Mike Brown, Brown underscore
1: 2020. If you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Once again, your happy final from inside of Toyota Center tonight. Rockets win 114-108.
2: We'll talk with you on Wednesday, Rockets fans. And until next time, go Rockets.